Well, today I'm having a conversation, actually a team meeting with our conversion coach, Tina Baron, and my assistant, Becca, talking about how to grow our wholesale sales at SockDoggo. Come listen. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey there, welcome back. So I just want to set you up for this episode before we dive right in because you're listening in to a meeting that I'm having with my team. So it's myself, our conversion coach, Tina, and my assistant, Becca. And we're talking about wholesale for Sock Doggo. You know, the, where the situation is right now with Sock Doggo is that we are very close to reaching our $50,000 goal, and we've had some success on FAIR. And what I have decided is FAIR is super easy for me. And so because there's such a low barrier to entry, I want to do the very best job I can on FAIR. And so I knew that rather than just make things up, I was going to go right to the expert and have a meeting with Tina. So listen in as she shares her top three tips. There's three big rocks we're attacking. It was eye-opening for me. My assistant Becca has a list and I think it will be super helpful for you. So come listen to our meeting. Be a fly on the wall. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I We need to talk about how we can get more wholesale orders at Sock Doggo. And let's talk about our what our work we're doing on FAIR. Tina knows a lot about FAIR and she's managed to help lots of our clients grow their FAIR business. And so Becca, there are three things I think we've decided we want to work on. The first is, are we set up properly to get the most business we can just using FAIR as it is? So Tina, you're going to have a look at that and talk to us about that. Second thing is, how do we get more orders from the people that have already purchased from us? And then the third thing is, how do we grow this thing? Like, How do we, like, we know, you and I know, Becca, right? Fair is easy. Like, we get a fair yeah. order. <laughs> like, Yahoo! That's a great <laughs> order. And so how do we build that business? That's really what we want to know, Tina. But if you could start with, we're sharing our screen, you've seen our listings. Can you talk about not just for us, but for anyone who might be listening to this, how do you really make the most of this platform when you are a wholesaler? Yeah, sure. So I think there's two things to think about first. One is who your audience is, right? So there's a difference between your retail customers and your wholesale customers. And since these are wholesale customers, we need to give them the information that they're looking for. So if we think about the traditional way of buying wholesale, it's with a line sheet. So if I look at one of your Sock Doggo listings, am I getting the information that I would have gotten from a traditional line sheet? Do I know how many are in a case? Like what's a case pack? Are they for men? Are they for women? What are the sizes? What kind of packaging does it come in? Like all of those pieces should be on there. The common mistake that I see people make is they lead with all their marketing copy. And your wholesale buyer doesn't really care about your marketing copy. They just want to know the facts of the product. Okay, Becca, can you just share our screen and let's look at products? Because as I'm listening to you, Tina, I'm thinking about this, where one of the things that we might have a problem with 
is, well, actually we don't because I thought the product was listed as dog kisses, but we actually have the, like if we go to the dog kisses, Becca, I think I saw, yeah, three pack mint dog kisses, organic lip balm. And that's great. So just starting with the product name is perfect. So it's, if I'm buying this, if I'm looking to buy this for my store, I know it's a three pack. So, okay, great. This makes sense to me. I understand why the price is what it is because I'm getting three of them. If it was one unit, I might say, oh, this is really expensive, but I know it's a three pack. So great. I get what the, the price per unit is. I know that it's organic lip balm. So I think that's another thing that people do a lot on their listings is they might call this dog kisses and they that's forget what I was to, afraid I had done. <laughs> yeah. And they don't have that it's lip balm because although there's a product type, so it can show up in sort. If I'm a retailer and I'm looking for new lip balm for my store, what am I putting into the fair search? I'm putting lip balm. I'm putting chapstick. I'm putting whatever those words are. And if yours just says dog kisses, you're never going to appear in the results. So that's really important. Good point. It's uh, We were talking before we uh, started recording, and that is super common to see when people, like you talked about how simple it is to import your products from Shopify but it doesn't always translate so well. Right, exactly. And then same thing with your socks. So if we look at, say, yeah, an example, I'm sorry. <laughs> like a, yeah, sure, like a gift box, pack of the socks. So again, does your listing lead with the photo that, say, if we go to the holiday collection box? Okay. Great. So this is a holiday collection box, but look, this listing says Corgi holiday collection yeah, box. It doesn't working. say holiday socks, three pack of socks or includes holiday socks, you know, it's you're missing the socks. And the other thing I would say is this one has love 4th of July and ghosts when I read it. So what I would say is Corgi holiday collection box socks, and then maybe in parentheses, uh, Valentine's Day, 4th of July, Halloween. So all of your holidays are also in there. So if somebody's looking for Halloween socks, you're going to show up in that listing. Right. And so when we look at the description of this, we've got get your paws on these festive holiday socks featuring our Corgi friend. That is meaningless to a wholesale. Right. Exactly. What the wholesale buyer cares about is unisex sizing. Oh, great. I don't need to buy a whole (laughs) bunch of different sizes because they're unisex. Oh, it comes in this gift box. Great. I don't have single packs that I need to figure out how I'm going to merchandise. And then your lead photo is the packaging. So I know exactly what I'm getting. So that's really important too, especially for brick and mortar stores, right? They want to know what the packaging is where are they going to put this in their store? Do they need to buy a special shelving unit for it? Do they need hang tags? Like these are all questions that your retail customers will never have, but your wholesale customers are going to have a lot of these questions. So this is super valuable. And and for anyone who's listening, I want you to onboard this. So Shopify, your Shopify listings are set up as you are a destination. And so you, the end user is coming to your store and they most likely already know what it is you sell. And by landing on your store, they know it's for them or not. And when you just import your listings, like we did, (laughs) into FAIR, you are taking what's set up for a destination and you're splattering that all over a search engine. 
Yes, exactly. And you just have to remember that the people searching on here are either online store owners or brick and mortar store owners. And what are they, their needs? What are they looking for? What is is their currency? So Becca, I think our action step from this is that we have to create a framework for the information we need to put in not only our product titles, but also in our descriptions. Like what is it that we need to include in each description? And then we can go back and manually change those. So that the um, import is great to get it up and running. But even all these, like you can see, Tina, we're sharing our screen. We have probably, what, 15 images here? Do we need that many images? Yeah. See, so I don't think you need all of these images. I think your first, you know, your first couple are great. You don't really need to delete images. But the biggest thing I would say is if there's a gap in images, is there an image missing that shows, again, the packaging or shows all the different colorways? If you say, you know, these socks come in blue, purple, and green, do you have photos of each of those? So somebody can really see what those colors are. That is going to be important. Okay. Super, super helpful. Thank you. So. I think we can totally do that, right, Becca? We'll make yeah. it. That's no problem. And the other thing I would add is, see how there's this section, well, because we're sharing our screen, but there's attribute <laughs> yeah. tags. Yeah. So this is another really important one. The most important, I think, out of these, so there's aesthetic, which kind of tells you the design and style, fit, but occasion is the one that I think everybody needs to go in and do. Okay. So there's everyday, there's holiday, there's loungewear, there's bridal. Like if you're selling, say, bracelets and or necklaces, and it's for a bridal audience, click bridal because you're yes. automatically going to put your products into that collection, just like we have collections on Shopify or on WooCommerce. And when fair when the fair marketing team creates their homepage and they're constantly changing it or they're creating their big marketing events that they're sending out, you want to be featured in that bridal collection, right? And if you don't tell them that yours is a bridal product, you're never going to have a chance to be shown there. Okay, really good information. And so really what you do is you import your listings and then you go in and, and you customize them for a search engine. So you're right. right. Like, well, this is a box of holiday socks that we're looking at. We should absolutely tag that with holiday. Right. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. And the other part, the other thing, which I think is important is taking out, like we talked about taking out your marketing copy, especially right. if you've hired a copywriter. And the reason this is so important is not just for your wholesale buyer, but I know as a buyer on fair, I can just like you can auto sync all your products. When I buy on fair, I can auto sync what I buy into my store. So all of a sudden you could end up with a whole bunch of online retailers who are using your exact same listing, your exact same copy, everything that's in your store. And so it's all of a sudden not unique to you anymore. So I wouldn't give them all of that information to copy over. (laughs) (laughs) Total sense. Okay, that is really good. So that is job one for us. Now let's shift the conversation to we have, uh, we know we have 14 buyers on fair, we have several who have purchased more than once. 
We have a five-star rating on FAIR. So we're doing a lot of things right. But what we're not doing well is getting those, like we haven't really got a strategy to actually maximize those. Like, you know, we haven't put reliable revenue into FAIR. We have not. (laughs) (laughs) What are your best tips for that, Tina? Where do we start? What do we do? Yeah. So I think what we have to remember is that FAIR gives you all the tools. You just have to go in and experiment with them and use them. So for example, one of the best things that I think they have in here, and Becca, you can kind of talk about this as well, is they have a built-in email service. So just like we talk about using Klaviyo or MailChimp, You can send campaigns to stores that have bought from you before. You can send reminders to reorder for stores that haven't reordered for 60 days or 90 days. You can send emails about new products. You can send promotional emails to any leads who've, uh, you know, come into your database here. So they make it really easy for you. So just use it. <laughs> Say, don't be afraid to email, right? So so just like we, with our stores, just like we have an event once a month and we ha- send many campaigns every week, just like that, we need to have a strategy for our wholesale customers that is geared to what they might be interested in. Does that make Correct. sense? Exactly. And I would, I would keep it really simple and to the point. So if you have a bestseller, tell them, Hey, this is, you know, this has been reordered multiple times. This is really popular amongst our retailers, because if they know another retailer has had success with it, why wouldn't they want to try it for their store? Or if you have something new, everybody always wants new things, right? Especially brick and mortar or online shops who are buying wholesale, tell them what's new. The other important one, which I mentioned before is get in front of the holidays. So if we're in spring now, we should be talking about Easter or we should even be talking about, you know, beginning of summer. Retailers need a long lead time First, because this is not always a small purchase that can be spending hundreds or thousands of dollars with you and they need a budget for it. And then also, if your items are pre-order or you need to get them manufactured or it's going to take a while to get it all packaged and shipped, they need time to be able to place the order, get it and put it in their storefront. So just think far enough in advance when you're sending your marketing messages. And I'm thinking about it, how we would actually, Becca, how we would actually frame this up for our retailers. Like we're not going to tell them the same things we would tell our consumers. We're going to, we're going to, uh, just what Tina said, we'll want to give them reasons why it will work well in their store, reasons why, uh, you know, it's maybe got higher than average margin, or it's a really good item for their cash counter, like a pickup item. Or So we'll have to think about that. And what we need to do really is plan one event a month. And even though we have a small list of clients, the most expensive thing we can do is let is sit here and let FAIR send us the clients and we pay 25% on that order. But uh, subsequent orders are 15%. So that's where we can really maximize the platform. Yeah, we're not taking advantage of it right now. That among other things, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Getting there. That's why Tina's here with us, right? (laughs) Right. Well, and the other thing that I think I hear a lot or is kind of the chatter around it is, 
oh, it's like you said, it's so expensive to get a first customer on fair. And then I always need a discount. And I think it's the same strategy that we have with our retail clients is it's expensive to acquire a first customer, but you know what? Over time, those reorders is where you make your money. And also, like you said, their currency isn't always discount. You know, FAIR does a lot of promotions and they'll match discounts and that's great. You can decide if that's right for you or not. But really with your wholesaler's currency is what's new? Is this something that I can move uh, in my store quickly? Does it have high margins? Is it something I've never seen before? Is it something that I know my customers are going to be really excited about? It doesn't always have to be about the price. There's other reasons that they're buying it from you. And I would say that, you know, having been a former retailer for many, many years, something new is huge. And I always wanted to have great images, access to great images and some copy, like some reasons, like what are what are my customers interested in buying? We need to provide them with that. Like our story about the socks being made in Turkey is probably really relevant and that should be included in our description. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then I think also like you've done such a great job with the packaging, just being able to say like, hey, this would look great in a store window. This would look great on your shelf. If you buy, maybe you could also just do a little photo shoot. What does it look like when you stack 20 of them in a shelf, like, and it just creates a big, bold statement in your shop. You know, if you're selling to brick and mortars, I think there's different ways to think about helping them figure out how they're going to merchandise it to really move that product. That's important. So that would be part of our, uh, our copy Mm -hmm. in our monthly uh, event campaign strategy, I think. Right. Exactly. Those are all great ideas. You're going to have to drive the bus. Ping me <laughs> that's fine. We have to get that calendar set up. <laughs> okay. So I think that's all great advice. I think it's all easy to implement, not only for us, but the people who are listening to us on yeah. the podcast today. But now let's talk about how do we grow this thing? What is the way to grow this thing? And I know I have thought about it in the fall. How do we grow this thing? And I sent Becca for her on this wild goose chase of trying to find other stores that were already on fair that we <laughs> might sell our product to, which was Cuckoo. But what is your, you've got a great strategy. So do you want to share that with us? And, and we're going to make some notes. <laughs> yeah, sure. So the first thing is, again, going back to using the tools that fair gives you. So one of the things they have, what they call a widget, it's a little piece of code that you can actually embed on a page on your store. And it creates a really nice little box that gives you all the details of the latest fair promotion, a link that goes straight to your store. So just adding to your footer, a page that says wholesale, embedding the little fair widget, and any traffic that comes to your store of potential wholesale buyers, make it as easy as possible for them to find you, right? Like that's that's a first one to start. Second, I would say is if you've been in business for a while and you have wholesale lists, say in Clavio, or you've gone to trade shows or you have past wholesale buyers, this is kind of, you know, people have different thoughts on it, but I think it's worth uploading those leads into FAIR and start communicating through them to them through the platform. You know, make it centralized. A lot of buyers are now 
consolidating all of their buying onto FAIR or Creoate or, you know, there's a bunch of other platforms like this. So I just want to mention that we're talking about FAIR, but this applies to all of the wholesale platforms. Okay. And I think that when we were talking earlier, you had a really good reason for doing this. Like I know if we bring the lead to FAIR, the customer to FAIR, there's zero commission for us. Yeah. But from a user perspective, I thought you had a really good point that for those people who are like, well, why would I do that? Why would I give the, hand this business over to FAIR? I I loved your uh, your reason because you actually do a lot of purchasing on FAIR as yeah. shop owners. So can you explain to everyone your thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. So I have a lot of stores that, are, you know, brands that I bought wholesale from. And the time that it took me to make an order was always so it was so time consuming and complicated. So first of all, I had to find their wholesale website, figure out how to log in, then the inventory wouldn't be up to date, or I would have to send back an Excel spreadsheet. And then I'd have to figure out how to get them my credit card number. And then I don't know how to find the invoice when I'm doing my taxes. It was just all the steps and work. And now I can sit in the evening, browse on my phone through the FAIR app, add to cart all the things that I like from my favorite retailers and everything centralized in one place. So it's really easy for me and it saves me tons of time. And then also the emails that I get from those wholesale stores tell me when things that I've bought before are back in stock, when they have new products, when all the things that we talked about from the other side they work on me. I know they work <laughs> because I spent thousands of dollars buying inventory from my store. And I don't want to deal with having to go log into your website anymore. I rather just go find something similar and fair and buy it there because it's centralized. It saves me time. And, um, you know, the other nice thing is if I want to try something new and I don't like it or it doesn't sell, I can send it back. No risk for my first order. So fair I think FAIR does a really great job of overcoming those objections to placing a first order, to testing something. They remove all the barriers. And sure, there's a price for it on the wholesaler side, but you need to work through your margins and you need to figure that out. And again, if you had a if you had a rep, you would be charging paying them 20%, 25%. So I had reps for years with WeSqueak, and at that time we paid 12%. But we were talking six different reps. They wanted show money. There was, you know, there was always something going on with them. And then there was always the conversation about, um, well, this person ordered directly from you, but they're my client. Like that kind of, uh, not nastiness, messiness. Right. And how much time did that take you? You probably needed someone on your team to manage it or you had to manage it. And so if you can outsource all of that to be really streamlined in one platform, I think it's scalable. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. That is so, so good. Okay. So uh, let's talk about finding new people. Yeah. So finding new people. So this is the strategy that I've come up with. And I think, again, we've talked about how you get people through search, you get people through other marketing activities or how you found store owners in the past. But I think the easiest way is actually to just go in and do the legwork. And so for me, that means 
figuring out what category of retailer do I want to sell to? So we brainstormed a little bit for Sock Doggo. It could be pet food stores. It could be dog kind of gift stores. It could be uh, dog groomers. And so the question is then, how do you find those people? How do you get that email address? Because we're not going to run Facebook ads to them. We're not going to do those. We we don't know. (laughs) That's not going to work. I have time for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's too expensive. And how would you even target them? So I go back to like really basic internet research, which is I go to Yelp. You could use Google, but I like Yelp because Yelp is again, a resource for brick and mortar to how to find something locally. I pick a geography. So, you know, where do you already get a lot of orders from? Where do your customers already kind of congregate? So we talked about, okay, I'm from California. I know that there's lots of people in big cities like New York or San Francisco or Los Angeles who have dogs, who really love their dogs and will buy stuff for them or about them. (laughs) And so we type in a city. We, We did the example. We typed in San Francisco into Yelp as the location. Then we just typed in the word dog just to see what would happen. (laughs) And Becca, you want to kind of tell us what we found and like the steps we took from there? So when we put in dog, (laughs) which of course brings up multiple different options for you when you're a pet owner, the first one we found was just a boutique. They sell, you know, little treats for your dog. And what we did was we went to to the Yelp page for the business. It tells you if it's still open, which is good because you don't want to be contacting a store that doesn't exist anymore. We went to the website and then we simply just went to the contact page and there's the information that you need for the template that you find on FAIR when you're creating a list. So when you're creating a list, they have a template. So you can copy paste the the name, the email address, and if you can find a contact person's name. Now, the other thing that, Tina, you mentioned we might want to include in our data, I don't know whether it is available on the FAIR form, is their website. Like maybe check their website out, make sure it's a fit, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And then what we do is you just go through city by city, collect as many email addresses as you can. I mean, Susan, we talked about maybe 40 to 50 is a good start. And you might need to go through a couple of different geographies, a couple of different places upload that into FAIR, and then send them a marketing email, introduce your store, introduce what you sell, but lead with something, especially in your subject line, that's going to be of interest to them. So these dog socks are flying off the shelves or, uh, you know, Corgi owners are obsessed with these, (laughs) you know, get them for your gift shop, whatever it is, like something that's going to be of interest to them. And yeah, not everybody's going to open it just like with any email. Um, Not everyone's going to place an order, but you will get some orders if you've targeted the right audience. So I've done this before for another sock business, a children's sock business, and did the research, put in a whole bunch of baby boutiques, children's boutiques, gift shops, things like that. And sent a couple of emails to that list. It's a really cold list, but we know they're highly targeted. And guess what? Started getting orders through FAIR from that list. So here's what I'm going to say to everyone who's listening, but also to myself and you, Becca. (laughs) That's a numbers game. Yeah. 
It's simply a numbers game. And so you can't just do 50 and, uh, and, and you can't just send one email. I would say, you know, send one email, wait a couple months and send another email. And again, it's like wholesale buyers have their own cycle of buying. We don't know what it is. We don't know what their budget is, but you need to constantly be in front of them. If they're not interested, they'll unsubscribe or never open it. That's not your problem. Your goal is to keep funneling in new leads. Yeah. But I think what we want to also think about as we do this, Becca, is testing subject lines. Send it out in chunks of 10 with, you know, test two different subject lines, like 10 with one and 10 with the other, 15 and 15. I agree. See what resonates the most. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I think maybe is that what's important to them. And I think the most important thing that we feel is uh, a value to the buyer on FAIR is the fact that it's pretty low risk or no risk. Right. And you could lead with your opening order. So like $100 opening order, free returns, like all those things that FAIR offers. Think about what would, you know, what would resonate with them. And if you have FAIR customers that you already know, you could ask them, hey, what, you know, what made you order? What, what made you reorder? And you can ask those questions as well. We have some that have ordered three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I was thinking about, and I don't know what your opinion on this is, but we get a lot of people who just say, hey, I'd be really good on your podcast. And then it turns out that they never, they don't even know anything about our podcast, right? But they'd be really good. And so, so what do you, how do you feel about like really kind of customizing? Like I'm thinking if we're super strategic about this and we may just go to dog groomers, although I don't know if dog groomers actually have any products, but Wherever we decided to go, um, does it make a, a little bit of sense to talk to them about how this fits in inside of their business? Does that, or is it just a numbers game? I mean, I think that's something you have to experiment with. Sure. Yeah. So I'm thinking, for example, you have the Halloween socks, right? So the Halloween socks would be one I would start marketing towards the end of the summer and maybe figure out okay, let's look at dog stores that sell dog costumes. You know, like there's a lot of gift shops that sell costumes. And so wouldn't the owner want funny Halloween socks for their, and they can do a photo shoot with their dog. And maybe that's the marketing image that you use in the email. You know, I think it's thinking about it in those kind of perspectives. Who's marketing this part of your business? If If it's important to you and you want it to grow, and I do because I love getting, you know, when I sell a product where my average order value is, well, it's 50 right now, but it's been as low as 30. When I sell that to get an order for four or $500 is like, you know, if I could, I'd be doing some backflips because it's a big chunk of uh, sales towards my goal and my margin is really good. And so really, why wouldn't we spend time on this? Yeah. And I think it's the kind of thing that, pays off in the long run a lot, right? So if you get, if you put in, you know, a hundred emails and you, even if you get two wholesale clients from that, that's 2% conversion rate. Right. And then, and they, (laughs) and they, and they reorder, 
down the line, okay, so that hour that two hours you spent doing the research brings you a thousand dollars in sock sales over a year time. That was an hour well spent, right? A couple hours. Yeah. And I just want everyone to know everyone, not just you people, my fair conversion rate is 5%. That's really good. (laughs) Okay. So any parting words? I mean, Becca, I think we know what we have to do. So we're going to start right by optimizing our listings, getting that Mm -hmm. really good. And then we're going to come up with uh, 90 days worth of plans to uh, re-engage the customers we have and see if we can get some orders. We'll do that. And then, and then we'll get a plan together to uh, start generating some leads. But sounds sounds great. <laughs> so you'd have to chase me on this, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that everyone should know, Tina? I know you've. That's really helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is you know put yourself in the mind of the consumer. Think like a wholesale buyer and yeah. think about what's important to them on a listing. Think about what's you know what their currency is, like we talked about. And it's not a set it and forget it. Like put time on your calendar every quarter where you're going to go in and optimize listings or add a new product or send an email. It's not an everyday activity, but again, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So set aside some time to work on your wholesale strategy. Sounds good to me. Thank you so much. Alrighty. So Becca, we know what we have to do. All great suggestions. Yeah, We'll have to have have a a follow-up in a couple months and see what your fair conversion rate is then. Well, we will. But, you know, I already, you know, opened my mouth and told everyone I was building a school. (laughs) Okay. So I'm not sure I want to set a timeline. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair Um, enough. But but absolutely, I think we should follow through and see, see where we are. And, you know, I feel like our products probably, like most products, is going to sell more in the you know, third and fourth quarter, but I think that this is really valuable work. So we're going to do Mm -hmm. it. Thanks so much, Tina. Thanks, Becca. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results. And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices. Because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.